Good evening and welcome to the Biblical Resolutions Podcast, which is brought to you by the House of Jacob Bible Study Class located at 2515 East 75th Street in Chicago, Illinois. And on today's podcast, we have Brother Hissamak and we have Brother Benaya. And you can listen to the Biblical Resolutions podcast and other episodes on uh, Apple Apple Podcasts. You can also listen on the House of Jacob's website, which is thehouseofjacob.org, thehouseofjacob.org. And you can also listen on uh, almost any other platform where you can uh, play podcasts. And um, it's been a while. So, you know, we put the podcast kind of like on a on a hiatus a little bit because of the feast and all the high Sabbath days that, you know, we've been we've been uh, observing and celebrating the last the last month or so. But uh, we back and um hopefully we can continue to bring uh some good content and help the listeners get a better understanding of the word of god so today we're gonna deal with motives and intentions motives and intentions and so we we gonna look we're gonna look through the scriptures and and try to understand that you know your intentions and you know, your motives behind the, the actions and decisions we make and things we say, you know, they they play a big part in uh, your your everyday walk. You know, they play a big part in righteousness because sometimes, you know, we can do things and we have good intentions. But although our intentions are good, what we do can end up being uh, against the word of God. Also, um, you know, sometimes you can have, you can do things, people can do things that seem like they have good intentions. They can seem to be helping you, and in reality, they're not. They got another, they got they got other motives and intentions that you just don't, you know, know about. But anyway, we're going to start this off, and um, Brother Benaya, you're going to share a scripture On this podcast. Yes, sir. So what I was looking at dealing with motives and intentions, there's two sides to your motives and intentions. Your motives, a person's motives or their intentions can be something wicked or somebody's motives and their intentions may be something good. But nonetheless, even if a person's motives and intentions are good, you have a third factor which deals with what is acceptable to God, regardless of motives or intentions, you still got to consider what is acceptable to God. You may have good motives and good intentions, but the question becomes, are those motives or are those intentions still acceptable? And we're going to read an example of somebody who had great motives and great intentions, but those intentions and those motives were that those intentions didn't matter because what he what that person actually did was not acceptable to God. So we're going to start this off at First Chronicles 13, and we can pick this up at verse six. And I'll read for you, brother. Yes, sir. OK. First uh, Chronicles 13 and six. And David went up and all Israel to Baalah, that is Kerjath Jerim, which belongeth to Judah, to bring up thence the ark of God, the Lord that dwelleth between the cherubims, whose name is called on it. And they carried the ark of God in a new cart out of the house of Abinadab and Uzzah, and Ahio drave the cart. And David and all Israel played before God with all their might, and with singing, and with harps, and with psalteries, and with timbrels, and with cymbals, and with trumpets. And when they came unto the threshing floor of Chidon, Uzzah put forth his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. Uh-huh. The- so the person, so what we have is the person who drove the cart. He wasn't holding the he wasn't holding the uh, the actual ark, 
But it said they carried the ark of God in a new cart out of the house of Abinadab because that's where it was. And Uzzah and Uzzah and Ahio drave the cart. So they was the ones who was actually driving the cart. So whatever happened while he was driving, he realized, whoa, the cart is stumbling and he went back trying to do something. But go ahead. He said he put forth his hand for the oxen stumbled. So he's driving the cart. And he already trying to do this job before the Lord. He know how important it is. He's with the other person driving the cart. He sees that his oxen, who he's driving, they stumbling. And he put forth his hand to at least try to hold the ark. But go verse, ahead, verse 10. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah. And he smote him because he put his hand to the ark. And there he died before God. So the Lord smote him and he died. And it didn't say the Lord... Uh, the Lord with a sorrowful heart smote him. It said the Lord in his anger smote him. Now Uzzah, his, his desires, nothing about his desires or what we can read seemed, in, seemed a, 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 astray. Nothing about his desires, nothing about his intentions. He's driving a cart. He's the one who's seeing what's going on with the oxen. Maybe he realized that, that he, he didn't steer. Who knows what happened, but he's the one steering. He sees first what's happening with the oxen, and he knows that this cart finna stumble in the ark, and he put forth his hand to try to stop the ark from falling. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against him because the only people who were supposed to actually touch the ark with their hands were, in fact, they didn't even touch it with their hands. They held it by staves, but it was the priest. And Uzzah was not, we can't read where Uzzah was one of the priests, but he put forth his hand to, to hold the ark and the Lord killed him. And he, in uh, verse 11, what happened? And David was, dis, was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. Wherefore, that place is called Perezuzah to this day. Perezuzah. Or the outbreak of Uzzah, or where Uzzah perished. You can you you can look at all those things, but that's where Uzzah died, and David was displeased because David because David saw the situation. He he looked and he wasn't like, oh glory to the Lord. He 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 felt bad that his brother had been killed, and he looking at how his brother was trying to do something that that seemed good. And what is David gonna say? Verse twelve. And David was afraid of God that day, saying, How shall I bring the ark of God home to me? The Lord then killed this man who was just trying to hold the ark up from falling. And David is now afraid because he realized, hold up, God is not playing any games mm -hmm. when it comes to what he say do. Mm -hmm. He Now he's scared because he like, I'm scared to even bring this into my house because the Lord ain't playing. It doesn't matter if you're thinking of doing it for a good reason. The Lord ain't playing with you when it comes to his order and his his instructions and his laws. Go right. ahead. So David brought not the ark home to himself, to the city of David, but carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the, the Gittite. Uh-huh. And the ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Edom in his house three months. And the Lord blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that he had. So David dropped it off on, on one of the other brothers. And that other, bro that other brother took it into his house. And the Lord blessed his house all the days that he had it. Uh, whatever he was supposed to do concerning that ark, he, stayed, he clearly followed the orders of God. He must have stayed away from it, must have did whatever he was supposed to do. But the Lord blessed that man's house. And now, right. yeah, so, 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 so that, but we, 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 went, oh, we went here because... If you go back and read in the law, you know, the Lord instructed them. He he instructed the Levites on, on how this ark was supposed to be be carried. Transported. And, 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 and it wasn't done that way, mm -hmm. you know. Now, in all of their zeal, because the people were full of zeal, they played before the Lord. You know, they was happy. Mm -hmm. so they bringing back up the ark, the, the ark of the covenant. Mm -hmm. But in all their zeal. They made an error, and specifically Uzzah, because he reached out to touch the, to to touch the ark before, because he looked like it was gonna fall, mm -hmm. and that's what got him killed. Now his intentions w were good intentions. His, his his motivation for doing it was because hey man, this this is the ark of the covenant. We ain't gonna let this hit the ground, but in their zeal, 
they 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 went about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And this is one thing we gotta remember when we talking about decisions we make. You know, sometimes you make a decision and your intentions are good. You, you're trying to do something good, but you can't let your zeal get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. Because this is this is what happens a lot of time. You know, pe- you let your zeal take you, have you do something that's outside of the word of God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's good to have zeal. But uh, like the book say, hey, you know, uh, Israel got zeal, but it ain't according to knowledge. Yes, sir. And see, they zeal wasn't according. Their zeal had them bringing it up, but they, they didn't do it according to the word of God. It was supposed to be transported by you know by 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 Levi and it was supposed to be done a certain way, so yes, we got to keep this in mind because emotions can get us hurt, and I'm talking about it it'll get you hurt by the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Your emotions and your zeal and your wanting to do do good that's fine, but you got to make sure we we got to make sure that what we're doing is in line with the Word of God and not we just allowing our zeal and emotions. And our good intentions to cause us to sin, to cause us to go against the order that the Lord set up. Uh, mm-hmm. Brother Hissamac, you you got something? Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's a great point, even with David um, bringing up the ark and stuff and seeing what happened. But I want to go to Acts, um, the twenty second chapter. Acts, the twenty second chapter, and here in Acts. Uh, this is Paul telling again his story of his conversion on the road to Damascus. And he was intending to do certain things and he was motivated by doing certain things, but the Lord had another plan. Right. His, 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 his intentions. His intentions was was to kill him some uh some some Christians some some Christians that that's what he was about to do that's that's what he was gonna do and then what's even more scary than that he had letters from the chief priests that they was okay with the work he was gonna do they was okay with they was okay with a a, this man went and did acts against the first. Christians, early church, Israelites, Jews, and he had authority to do it from the chief priests. And 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 it's it's two totally different mindsets. You know what I'm saying? But we're gonna get to it, and I'm I'm gonna point out a couple things here, man. We this is uh, Acts chapter 22, and we're gonna pick this up at verse three. You okay, get brother. Yes, sir. Ahead. I am verily a man which am a Jew born in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia. Ye brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel and taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the fathers and was zealous toward God as ye ye all are this day. And that's to me, that's he just throwing down his resume. This is my resume. This is my recipe. This is where I'm cut from. This is the call from cut from. And and even in in his zeal, not to cut you off, but... We was just talking about their zeal. See, he was so zealous toward God, mm-hmm. you know, with good intentions. But his zeal in his zeal, he he was he was going he, against God. And he was zeal. blinded. Yes, he sir. Was, so that that's that that's why the Lord, hey, that's why the that's why the Lord for whatever reason he chose him and set him straight. But but understand he was zealous. And I and, and you see this a lot. You see people who got all this zeal, but it's misguided because your zeal have you doing things that's against the word of God. Your zeal yes, have you doing things out of order, even though in your mind you might feel like your intentions are are, are good. You might feel like, hey man, your motives are righteous, but mm-hmm. your your zeal is your zeal is actually causing you to go to the left. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's sending you to the left. And right in, in, in like I say, he think he doing good, but he's he going to the left. Right. Uh, if you can, brother, continue. Verse four. And I persecuted this way until the death, binding and delivering into prisons, both men and women. Mm-hmm. And also the high priest doth bear me witness and all the estate of the elders. 
for whom also I received letters unto the brethren, and went to Damascus to bring them which were there bound unto Jerusalem for to be punished. And and, and that's, again, like I stated a few minutes ago, he had letters from the elders and the chief priests to go and do this work because they was teaching against what they had thought was right. Christ come through with something totally different. And he come and do not trying to destroy that which was already a Moses and all that. But God got to do bigger work than they could see at the time. He had to bring a whole everybody together in one. It was bigger than just you being Israel getting this truth. It was about this whole creation. Because God is invested different than what them Jews was invested. Because God made everything was made. The Jews was trying to hold on to their city and to the temple and to right. the stuff that they that they thought meant something. Right. They they was just invested in their own traditions more so being invested in the, in the whole plan of whole God. Plan the whole plan of God, which is the gospel of the kingdom of God, and to recover all nations. They, they, they had a totally different mind, brother. If you can continue reading, you want me to skip verse, to verse nine? No, verse six, brother, and we'll continue. And it came to pass that as I made my journey, it was come nigher to Damascus about noon. Suddenly there shone from heaven a great light round about me. Okay, verse and, 7. And I fell into the ground and heard a voice saying unto me, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? So now he on the way to Damascus and he hid his voice and he fell to the ground. Brother, you can skip down to verse 10 now and go ahead. And I said, what shall I do? Lord. And the Lord said unto me, Arise, and go into Damascus, and there it shall be told thee of all things which are appointed for thee to do. So the brother then heard this voice on the, and seen this vision, was knocked down on the road to Damascus, and this is the beginning of his conversion. He was blinded, and he was blind for three days. He didn't eat, he didn't drink, and he seen a vision of a brother coming in, putting his hands on him, uh, telling him, what he should do brother skip down to verse 12 and go ahead and read and one ananias a devout man according to the law having a good report of all the jews which dwelt there mm -hmm. came unto me and stood and said unto me brother saul receive thy sight and the same hour i looked up upon him mm -hmm. and he said the god of our fathers have chosen thee that thou shouldest know his will and see that just one and shouldest hear the voice of his mouth. Mm -hmm. For thou shalt be his witness unto all men of what thou hast seen and heard. And see, to, to me, Paul had a total different mindset, but God had to bring him in through a little extra. He had to show him that vision. He had to blind him. He had to do other things to bring him in to show him, hey, what you think you're doing is right, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you what you're doing ain't proper and you got the wrong intentions. You persecute me. Even when, when, when he said in verse 7, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he's like, <laughs> you know, it, he, he didn't know he was persecuting Jesus. Right. He had been taught from a child, this is what we do. His father was this person. He was around all these elders and these chief priests, and they was these type of people. And that's all they knew. But Jesus had some better form because he had to bring everybody into the family of God. Brother, skip down to verse 19 and continue reading. And I said, Lord, they know that I imprison and beat in every synagogue them that believe on thee. And when the blood mm -hmm. of thy martyr Stephen was shed, I also was standing by and consenting mm -hmm. unto his death and kept the raiment of them that slew him. Mm -hmm. And he said unto me, depart, for I will send thee far hence unto the Gentiles. And see, to me, that was this the whole picture. The Lord was going to send Paul to the Gentiles. He was going to send him to teach the Gentiles. That was his whole motive. Even all that he had learned from the chief priests, his fathers, and everything he had learned, going through the road to Damascus, he was knocked down and blinded. All this stuff had his intentions was changed. 
Because I need to send you to the Gentiles to teach salvation to the Gentiles, to bring them into the family of God. Right. So we, we, we looking at, so now we, we looking at, so, so the listeners can, can really understand. Paul said, you know, what he did in another scripture, he said what he did to the church, he did in ignorance. Yep. Because Paul was zealous toward God. He was zealous toward the law, you know, even though people act like Paul taught against the law, he didn't, you mm -hmm. know, we just got, people got selective reading, but Paul was zealous toward his, 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 his nation. He was zealous toward the law. He was zealous toward the God of Israel. And he thought what he was doing, he was standing up for righteousness. Yep. But the Lord had to show him, Hey man, listen, why are you persecuting me? Yep. He had to knock him down and then let him know, I'm going to send you to the Gentiles. Yep. So he had real, he had good intentions. He had zeal, but what he was doing, it was really against God. Yep. And so, you know, by the grace of God, the Lord looked at him and seen that he was a vessel that he could use to spread the gospel and yep. that's what happened so so even though he had one thing in his mind it, it all turned on him it all flipped on him and, and now you got to do this work yep even a, even a, even the work of the one who you was persecuting so yep. you know we we looking at again motive your motives your intentions you know, it's 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 not so cut and dry all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you, you gotta we gotta understand that, you know, we gotta understand that in our zeal and in our emotion sometimes, hey, our intentions might be good, but it might it might not be you might not really be doing the right thing. Yes, sir. Um, and even though your your you got good intentions, you got good motives, you you really want you really doing this for a reason that's that you feel is righteous, it, it may not be. Mm -hmm. But we're gonna look at uh we're gonna look at something here. We're gonna go to uh we're gonna go to Second Kings. We're gonna go to Second Kings, the tenth chapter. Because uh we wanna look at this we wanna look at this from another side, um from a little bit different angle. We're gonna look at how we're gonna look at how uh you know, sometimes people, <laughs> you might think they got, it may seem like they got one thing in mind, but really what they, their intentions are totally different than, than what they putting off. Mm -hmm. And this, this is what's going to happen here with, uh, with, uh, Jehu, because Jehu wants to, Jehu got in his mind, uh, that he gonna kill, he gonna kill these people that's that's worshiping the prophets of Baal. But he gonna put it out there like he's he's a he's a servant of Baal. But his intentions was something totally different, and this is how this is how he gonna he gonna catch these people up. And and we we read this because we we want people to understand that uh, sometimes people help you or they seem like they helping you and they got your best interest at heart but they got some other intentions that you just don't know about you know um because that's the world we live in you know uh everybody everybody don't hug you because they love you they might be hugging you to mug you they might be getting close to you so they can take advantage and all of these things we looking at because you gotta you, you gotta be wise. You know, you can't you know, we can't we can't be ignorant of, of all these wicked devices out here. Even though what we gonna read right here, uh he actually was trying to uh he was trying to get rid of this idolatry that was going on. But, you know, the way he's gonna go about it is gonna be real slick and the people gonna get caught up. So uh brother Benai. If you can uh, start this off at Second Kings, the tenth chapter, and uh, start it start at verse eighteen, brother. 
whenever you get it. And Jehu gathered all the people together and said unto them, Ahab served Baal a little, but Jehu shall serve him much. So see, he pumping it up now. He said, yeah, you thought Ahab was serving the, uh, Baal? Man, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to serve him beyond that. But it's a setup. Yeah. Verse 19, brother. Now therefore call unto me all the prophets of Baal, all his servants and all his priests. Let none be wanting, for I have a great sacrifice to do to Baal. Whosoever shall be wanting, he shall not live. But Jehu did it in subtility to the intent that he might destroy the worshipers of Baal. <laughs> so, you know, he done pumped it up. So now he like, look, hey, I want all the prophets of Baal and all his servants. I want them all here. But, but in reality, his intent was to destroy them. Skip down to uh, verse 25, brother. And it came to pass, as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering, that Jehu said to the gods and to the captains, Go in and slay them. Let none come forth. And they smote them with the edge of the sword, and the guard and the captains cast them out, and went to the city of the house of Baal. Read verse 26. And they brought forth the images out of the house of Baal and burned them. And they uh -huh. break down the image of Baal and break down the house of Baal and made it a drought house unto this day. Uh -huh. Thus Jehu destroyed Baal out of Israel. Now see, it started off. It, it started off as one thing, mm -hmm. you know. He went and he said, "Hey man, you thought Ahab was serving Baal? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna serve him." Matter of fact, man, look, everybody come because I'm about to make this sacrifice. We we gonna we gonna get this in. Uh-huh. Everybody, let's come to the party. Mm-hmm. All you need gonna be at the party. They all came there, but they met their end. Mm -hmm. Because his intent wasn't to worship Baal, but his intent was to destroy all those that worship Baal and destroy that that false uh uh that that idol. And all that 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 worship and just get that out of the land, um. Mm -hmm. But what he said, he said one thing, but his intent was something totally different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is this could be this could be a positive or a negative, but you got to understand. You know, every time somebody reaching out to you to, you know, let's go to the party, let's do this, and you don't know what their intentions are. Um, because they might be in their intent might be to cause you some harm. Mm -hmm. It ain't always good, mm -hmm. but this is how this is how he caught up. This is this is how he caught up. Um, the people that was worshiping Baal, he got them all. He got them all together, and then he, hey, he had uh, he had his people, you know, slam. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. Intent his his intent was totally different than what he put out there that 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 than what he portrayed to the people, and they got sucked right into it. Mm -hmm. So you know, sometimes it ain't easy to see what a person's intentions are or to see what their motives are. Sometimes you just gotta be mindful and you gotta watch, and you gotta pay attention until it comes out until mm -hmm. it comes to the forefront um mm -hmm. uh, any anybody got another scripture uh because if not i want to go to uh i want to go to uh uh second samuel okay. and uh real quick the 15th chapter because we're gonna look at absalom mm -hmm. and absalom did something similar but he did it you know his 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 intentions was straight up you know he he was he was being wicked but absalom was doing this because the lord had told david because of what david did um and and one of the brothers could probably read that later but you know all this happened when david he had his intentions his motives he went and slept with uh, uh, Uriah the Hittite's wife. Mm -hmm. Got her pregnant. 
And so he trying to cover it up. He's trying to persuade Uriah to do things and, and Uriah ain't doing it. So he in the end, he had to have Uriah killed. You know, he had to set him up. Um, so anyway, you know, the Lord passed judgment on him. But, you know, he told him, hey, the sword, sword won't gonna depart from, from his house. So this is this is this is kind of the this is kind of the result, part of the result of what's happening. So now you got Absalom, he's 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 gonna try to take the throne. Because he he but the way he's gonna do it, again, what he's saying to the people, it seems like what he's saying is he's got good intentions, but what he's really trying to do is is not according to it's really not he really ain't got the right mindset he's just trying to he's trying to uh he's hood, trying to hoodwink the people basically in a in a crowning him into crowning him king mm -hmm. but the way he's gonna present himself he's gonna have the people fooled let's go to uh second samuel 15 and we're gonna pick it up at verse one uh Brother Benaiah, you want to uh, pick up, pick it up at Second uh, Samuel 15 and verse 1. And it came to pass after this that Absalom prepared his chariots and horses and 50 men to run before him. Uh -huh. And Absalom rose up early and stood beside the way of the gates. And it was so that when any man that had a controversy came to the king for judgment, then Absalom called unto him and said, Of what city art thou? And he said, thy servants is of one of the tribes of Israel. So listen, so what's happening is they going to the king to get counsel. But who is who is intercepting the people is him. So he intercepting that person. He like, hey, where you from? You know, he being friendly to him. Go ahead. And Absalom said unto him, see, the matters are good and right. See, thy matters are good and right. But there is no man deputed of the king to hear thee. Uh -huh. Absalom said, moreover, oh, that I were made judge in the land, that every man which hath any suit or cause might come unto me, and I would do him justice. Now, now, see, this is this goes on every time around election time. You always <laughs> got <laughs> you always got somebody. <laughs> Always lying through their teeth. <laughs> every year, every, every election, you got somebody standing up lying through their teeth telling you, man, if you elect me, I'm going to make sure you get what they going to do right by y'all. You ain't going to have to worry about it. That's the same story. This ain't nothing new. Mm -hmm. This ain't nothing new. Absalom doing the same thing. First of all, they coming to see the king, but here you go. He's standing in the way. Hey, 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 how you doing, man? Where you from? And then he then, you know, he pumping the people up. He said, Yeah, man, what you saying? Your matters, they good and right. See, he telling everybody, you know, oh yeah, man, you man, what you talking about, man, that's good and that's right. He said, Man, if I was judge, man, I would do, I I was gonna make sure that every man uh come to me and I'm going and I would do him justice. This the same old song. Mm -hmm. But all the time his his intentions are are totally wicked. He ain't he don't, he don't care about the people like that. He's just trying he's just trying to get the people on his side. And this is what he's doing. Uh reverse uh verse 5, brother, keep going. And it was so that when any man came nigh to him and to him and to do him ob obeisance, he put forth his hand and took him and kissed him. So, you know, hey, look, man, he's smooth. He doing it up. But this is what's going to happen. Go ahead. And on this manner did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the heart of the men of Israel. He stole the hearts of the men of Israel. And this is what politicians do. These modern day politicians. They steal the heart of the people. Whoever can tell the smoothest lie, whoever can whoever got the best story, whoever 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 could come up with the best 
with the best lines and can, and, and can persuade the people that they gonna do right by them. Them the ones that get elected. So this ain't nothing new. He's he's trying to do a political coup right here. Mm -hmm. He's going to steal the heart of the people. Why? Because, you know, once he get people on his side, once the masses get on his side, then it's going to be a problem. And it ended up being a problem because uh -huh. David had to get up out of there. He told his men, look, man, we got to, we have to get up out of here because uh, lest he fall on us, man. You know what I'm saying? Because now the people now he stole the hearts of the people. They were they were enamored with him, infatuated with Absalom. But his intentions were straight up wicked then he didn't care about the people all he cared about was what he was trying to do which was he was gonna take the throne from david that's what was in his mind but he stole the hearts of the people uh -huh. he, he had the people on his side he had the people's minds toward him and this is again people do this 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 is this is how people you know, this this is how it works. This is how people get people on their side. Sometimes you see somebody like, man, they got they got a whole army behind them all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. You know, because they know how to do they know how to do this right here. They 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 know how to persuade people. They know how to and and people don't even consider what their intentions are. It's just that the people fall in love with the voice. Yes, they sir. fall in love with the person, but not considering is this is this man's intentions? Are they are they really righteous, mm -hmm. or he got some other plan? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And some you might not even want to be involved with. Mm -hmm. But this is this is how it happens. You know, this is how people can put can can portray something to you, but it, but in reality, man, they their intentions are, are totally different than the way they present themselves. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, anybody else got something? Yeah, I want to uh, touch on touch on a little bit with uh, we're going to go to John 12, but just touching on what Absalom was doing. You notice how when the people first came, they were still trying to walk straight to the king. Right. Mm -hmm. They weren't even looking at Absalom. They was like you had said and the Lord had you point out they was going to talk to the king and Absalom would pull him away like, hey, man, what's going on, bro? Come out, let me. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. you see how in 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 time people weren't even going to the king. They was coming and bowing themselves to Absalom. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so word clearly had gotten out and they started coming straight to Absalom, bowing themselves. And when they start bowing themselves, he like, Man, get up, bro. I'm your brother, giving them a hug and a kiss. Hey man, yeah. what's up, bro? Hey man, yeah, so what's going on? Yeah. But yeah, he played that uh he played that role. And yeah. just like you said, uh like what politicians do, run around, hugging people, kissing babies, all that yeah. other stuff. You know what I'm saying? And that's what that's what Absalom was doing. Yeah. Running around, hugging, hugging baby, hugging babies, kissing, kissing families, all that stuff. Yeah. Right. But uh but we gonna look, but his intentions were evil. And I just wanted to go to another person who had some intentions that was evil. Uh but they tried to make it seem like their intentions was good. Let's go to John twelve. Uh-huh. John 12, and let's pick this up at verse 1. And Brother brother Hissamak, you got it? Yeah, yeah, I got you, brother. 12 okay. and 1. You ready, brother? Yes, sir. Go ahead when you get there. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. They there they made him a supper, and Mary served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment, a spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. So now the house is filled, smelling beautifully from this costly ointment. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Verse 4, then said one of the disciples, Judas, Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? 
So he mad that this woman done spit them poured the best the best oils, the best smelling ointments on the king, on Jesus. He mm -hmm. done got mad. And that's when you know somebody out of order. When they spirit start getting mad over good stuff, you know yes, that ain't the spirit of God. But yes, go ahead, sir. let's see what we so he asked why wasn't it sold? And it sounds like you know, he's portraying it to be for a good reason. Hey, man, we could have gave this to the poor. But you see how there's some subtlety in it. He, he getting angry. He upset. You know, he, he said, um, he said, why was not this ointment sold? Go ahead. Verse six. This he said, not that he cared for the poor, uh -huh. but, be but because he was a thief and had the bag and bear what was put therein. So he was a thief. And he looking for more that's in there that he could snip off of. Something mm -hmm. more that he can pinch off of in the money bag. But mm -hmm. if somebody don't know, for everybody else who was around, it may sound like it's some good intentions. Like, oh man, yeah, that sound about right. Why wasn't it sold to the, for the poor? You know, uh, it's, it's oil. We not worried about oil. But Jesus let, it know, let them know why it was done. Verse 7, go ahead. Then said Jesus, let her alone. Against the day of my burying have she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. Now Jesus ain't bust him out. Jesus knew what he was about. But again, mm -hmm. you have somebody and people people will say things, but their intentions don't be right. Their intentions be array. And but they will typically make it seem like what they saying is right and what they saying is good. But People, people's intentions, their uh, their intentions could be evil. But the only way you know if their intentions are evil, you got to understand the word of God and you got to see if what they're talking about and where they're coming from, is it a place of godliness? And then not only is it a, from a place of godliness, does it line up with what is written about godliness? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you, you can have some people who make things sound good and their intentions be good like we read earlier, but... They but what they're doing does not line up with godliness. But then you have others who their intentions are out of order. Just like Absalom, his intentions were out of order. Hey man, I'm trying to go see the king. Why are you trying to usurp what the with the order that we have set up with the king with mm -hmm. Judas? You know this is Jesus. Why are we trying to? Why are we tripping over somebody giving something to God in the flesh? You know. But mm -hmm. you can. But as you learn the word of God, you'll be able to see these little. These these minute details that that show what people really are and what people are really on. Yes, sir. Uh Mac, you got any another scripture, brother? Yeah, definitely. Um, let's go to Isaiah the fifty fifth chapter. And and here, man, you know, when we talk about motives and intentions, you gotta turn to your mind. Because all this stuff starts in your mind. And um right here it's this is a, a just a small piece of God letting us know what's kind of somewhat in his mind. This is Isaiah 55, and we're going to start this at uh, verse 8. I got you, brother. Yes, sir. Go ahead and read, brother. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. So I, uh, you, you got to take that into account. The mind, because God got thoughts that's nowhere near our thoughts <laughs> or people definitely who not serving Christ. You got to constantly reprogram yourself to make sure you got the right intentions. Make sure you have the right motive. Am I doing this for visual like certain people in some churches? They do it for visual. They show things for visual. Their intents ain't for you to go towards God. It's for you to go towards them. Like the false prophet, his intentions aren't for you to commit yourself solely to God. It's for you to commit yourself to, to loving his church or um, your preacher. Not to say God is your God and you following his word. He got a total different intent than what the prophets had, than what the apostles had. They was in soul servitude of the most high God, not right. in servitude of me. Right, you know, and glorifying, and, 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 and glorifying themselves, and and, right. and and you see, you see that, especially with the early church, 
when and, and I don't mean to you know kind of talk a lot, but with the early church, you see that Peter intense. Uh, and and we if we had time we'd read it in Acts his intent one foot to when everybody sold everything to bring it to me and I'm gonna live good and y'all gonna be poor that wasn't his intent his intent was to distribute to people all of the stuff that they needed when they needed it he had a different mindset uh, he had a thought similar to God the ways of God uh, verse nine go ahead brother and read that. One. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So you I know some of the biggest thoughts that the Lord have and on his mind is recovering this creation. Now, if you about this destroying or what about what you want, what your family want, what you need when it's all about you. I know that you got different motives. You got a different intention. Because you might not tell me, hey, brother, this is something that can help you because you motivated to you living good and you having all what you want and not saying that, hey, man, it's plenty for everybody. How do we start to really take our mind to line our mind up with the Lord to have different motives, you know, to have different intentions, to really think about laboring in the correct way for the Lord God? How do we? change that because we really have a problem because sometimes our motives don't line up with the lord our intentions ain't pure our actions right. ain't right and that throws you off and that further separates you from the lord right just like paul talked about um serving god with a pure conscience you know yep. what i'm saying it ain't you know you, you ain't trying to you ain't doing this to try to get something out of somebody or or you know, or mislead somebody, you know, you, you, you doing this man to, to glorify God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, was you done brother? With yeah, this, yeah, uh, definitely. You yeah, brother. I'm, yeah. We can move on. I want to, yeah. uh, because we was talking about that real quick. If I can, let's, let's go to Micah, Micah, the third chapter. Okay. Um, because, uh, it kind of, it goes along with what you was just touching on. Um, with motives and intentions mm -hmm. and how you know when we doing things in the name of christ or in the name of uh of uh of, of the most high that you know everybody that everybody doing it they ain't got they ain't got the right intentions they they, they don't have righteous motives and righteous intentions they they really about themselves. Mm -hmm. you know they want they want people to follow them and not necessarily follow God, you know, and it's it's a whole lot of that going on, man. Especially amongst of those that got that had knowledge, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You 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 more so worried about somebody looking at you instead of having somebody look to the Most High and look to His Word and His righteousness. Yep. Um. But we're going to go to Micah, Micah, the third chapter and Beniah. If you can, brother, pick it up at uh, verse 10. Micah, the third chapter, and pick it up at verse 10. Go ahead, they brother. build up Zion with blood and Jerusalem with iniquity. He said, so look, he said they build up Zion with blood and Jerusalem with iniquity. And this has been going on for a long time. It, you know, this this is how a lot of a lot of uh, nations and um, a lot of things are built. This is how a lot of big, you know, big uh, multinational companies are built. You know, if you just look at history and you look at you, you look at a uh, 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 Carnegie Steel, mm -hmm. you know, and you look at how whole you know fortunes and and whole uh, legacies were built on the backs of prisoners yep uh free labor free labor you know what yep. i'm saying <laughs> you got prisoners out there uh you know putting the railroad no. you know chain, chain gang, gang and all of that yeah you know so you know hey man they building it up with blood the, the prison system you know what i'm saying hey hey man they they gonna they gonna pack you in there you 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 israel hey you you going because you helping feed you helping feed a whole community. Yeah. Um, it's it's you know, I seen the thing on TV, you know, they was talking about all the 
all the marijuana cases down down south, like yeah. in Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah. And um, you know, they was talking about man all the time that 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 blacks black males was getting. But you know, when you when you start looking at it, the whole town got a job because they keeping them, they keeping them prisons filled up with inmates. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, this ain't this ain't nothing new. But 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 the Lord is telling them, look, they building up Zion with blood. So hey man, they ain't doing it righteously. You know what I'm saying? People 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 sometimes don't don't understand that, man, you can you can get paid. You you know, you could you could come up, you can get rich being a straight up the wickedest person on the planet. You know what I'm saying? So this is what this this is what this is what Israel was doing. They building it up with blood. They 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 in Jerusalem they building it with with iniquity. So they ain't even doing it the right way. They they had the true and living God there. He was their God. He was their king. Mm-hmm. But still, they strayed. They strayed. They wanted. They wanted a king. They wanted a flesh and blood king they could look at. And then that still didn't matter because what they was on was 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 being wicked. Yep. You know, they they intentions, they motives and intentions was was wrong. It was all based on doing wicked. Read verse. Uh, read that next verse, brother. Verse eleven. The heads thereof judge for reward, and uh-huh. the priests thereof teach for hire, and uh-huh. the prophets thereof divine for money. Yet will they lean upon the Lord and say, "Is not the Lord among us? None evil can come upon us." Look, he's saying, "Look, the heads they judge for reward. They not judging to judge righteously. They judging for what they can for what they can get out of their position." Mm-hmm. How can I profit from my position as a judge? Mm-hmm. The priest, the priest is teaching for hire. The prophets, they divine for money. They ain't trying to tell you what thus say the Lord. It's all about, it's all about they money. You know what I'm saying? The priest is priest is worried about his salary. You know, just like a lot of um a lot of these false prophets today, man. It's it's about money. Mm-hmm. This is how they, this is how they make their living. They really ain't concerned with teaching you how to get salvation. They concerned with making their living. They teach for hire. Yep. They they divine for money. Yep. And they gonna tell you straight up that hey man, hey the Lord ain't the Lord among us. Why is the Lord among us? Cause look 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 at what we got. Yeah. You know look look at you know look at this house we got. Look at this great big old church. You know, look, look, look at the Mercedes Benz I'm driving and, and all of that. Yeah. This is the same thing that's been going on for a long time. But their motives is for them to get gain from it. Yeah. Not to serve the people. People don't understand. Minister, you a minister, you a servant. It means you serve. Serving, yeah. Minister yeah. means serving. Minister means serving. Yep. Minister don't mean. That I yeah. I, fle- I fleece you and take everything you got. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that ain't what minister. Minister means you a servant. Yeah. You serving the people. You serving God. You 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 helping people mm-hmm. get closer to God and get salvation, man. But, mm-hmm. people, but that people don't even understand that. Yeah, but yeah. because for so long the motives and intentions of the ones that's called priests and called uh, 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 prophets and called uh, ministers and all that. They they intentions and they motives is about getting gain. Yeah, it's about profiting on the backs and the emotions and the zeal yeah. of other people. Yeah, that's what it's about, yeah. brother Benai, Uh, you want to go somewhere? Yeah, I just wanted to touch on uh, in the midst of how we've had evil intent, how we've had certain intentions, even when our intentions have been good. When we've done things against God, God is still ready for us to repent and turn to him. So mm-hmm. I want to go to Acts 3. Lord is ready to recover. Yeah. So I want to pick this up at Acts 3 and uh, pick it up at verse 1. Brother Brother Hissamak. Okay. You ready? Yes, sir. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask 
to ask of them an alm entering into the temple. Uh-huh. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So he said in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth with power, he done told him rise up and walk. And mm -hmm. after he told him rise up and walk, he rose up and walked. Now let's skip down to verse 11. And as the lame man, which was healed, held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. Uh-huh. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye on, look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk? Uh-huh. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, have glorified his son, Jesus, whom ye delivered up and deny him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. So you done did something, and whether it was done, he gonna let him know that you did it, not necessarily uh, in knowledge, but this was an evil thing that was done, and he's letting him know you all done did this, just like we all done did evil in our lives. Go ahead. Verse 14, but ye denied the Holy One and the just, and desired a murderer to be granted unto you, uh huh, and kill the Prince of Life whom God have raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. Uh-huh. And his name through faith in his name have made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yeah. And the and the faith which is by him have given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Uh-huh. And now, brethren, I want that through ignorance he did it, as did also your rulers. So he letting them know that you done killed the Prince of Life. You done killed Jesus, the one who is the reason that this man is standing here whole. And he's not just standing here whole because he because of Jesus, but because that man believes in Jesus. He mm -hmm. said his faith then giving him this perfect soundness. But he's yep. saying that that one who you killed, whom you desired a murderer in his place, but that one who you killed. It says, ye did it, I what? I what that through ignorance? What means no? So he's saying, I know you did it in ignorance as also your rulers. So they done did something in ignorance. They done did some action. They done desired to do something. Their intentions were, even their intentions, they may have thought it was right what they were doing, but mm -hmm. they did it in ignorance. But what, is, what does he say about, uh, what does he say about them people? Go ahead. Verse 18. But those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets, that Christ should suffer, he have so fulfilled. Uh huh. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Uh huh. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. So he shall send Jesus Christ in ignorance. We done done. We done all done evil in ignorance. And some people done done evil with evil intentions. But mm -hmm. it says repent because he ready to send Jesus Christ for your for your who died for our sins. It says mm -hmm. repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. That those things that we did, whether it be in ignorance, whether it be intentional. But if we repent and change, he's ready to send Jesus for uh, to, to help make us whole. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Bro, brother Hissamak, you got one more scripture because yeah, we're coming up on that hour. Yeah, definitely, man. Let's go to Jonah. I want to look at Jonah. And uh, to me, this is uh, a, a great example. Uh, Jonah was not motivated to do some work. He, he was not motivated to do it. And he did something else, and the Lord, uh, you know, uh, eventually sent him back to do the work which he was supposed to do. Uh, so this is Jonah. Uh, let's pick it up at Jonah, uh, the second, 
the third chapter, and everybody know Jonah was supposed to go to the priest to the city of Nineveh. He didn't do it. He fled into a ship. You know, a storm came. The people almost died on the ship. All that almost happened. He was swallowed by a, a, a great fish, and then he was spit up on the land after being in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights. But we're going to start this at Jonah 1, uh, Jonah 3 and verse 1, brother. When you get it, go ahead and read. Okay, I got it for you. And I said, here, I pray ye. I'm sorry, you said Jonah. Yeah, Jonah my 3. Bad, my bad, my bad. Jonah 3 and, and 1. verse 1, yep. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, the great that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. Yep, go ahead. So so Jonah Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey. Mm -hmm. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Mm -hmm. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. So now this is what happened. Jonah, he running now. It was a three days journey from where he was. He got there in a day. Then he said in 40 days, the Lord going to overthrow this city. He's going to overthrow it. They believed Jonah preaching. They put on a fast. Skip down to verse 10, brother, and go, go ahead and read. And God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way. And God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. So he didn't, he didn't destroy the city. Go into Jonah 4 and 1, and we're going to see what what Jonah, how Jonah feel. Go ahead and read, brother. But it dis displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was very angry. So now... So I'm sorry, brother. So Jonah is displeased that the Lord didn't have mercy on Nineveh. He displeased. It <laughs> this was this was bigger than Jonah pay grade, but he displeased because God did not destroy a city. Go ahead and read, brother. Verse two. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore, I fled before unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness and repentest thee of the evil. So that Jonah, just like I read in Isaiah, Jonah mind and the Lord mind, two totally different minds. God ain't about destroying all the time. He ain't about punishing people who don't need or deserve punishment. He about recovering people. And Jonah is displeased because his intentions were like, man, I ain't going that way. I ain't going to do that. Even though the Lord told him, I ain't doing it. And he had to go through all that stuff to go back in the city that the Lord saved and then destroy a city. He didn't destroy a city. His Jonah intense intentions was totally different than what the Lord was. He said in, in verse 2, he says, For I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful slow to anger and of great kindness and repented the other evil. It, it, it's, it's totally different. That wasn't even in Jonah's mind. That wasn't even his thoughts. He just right. did this work because, man, he was in the belly of the well and he had to go do it because he ain't want to get into no more trouble. His thoughts was totally different. Um, yep. ver verse 3, brother, go ahead and read. Therefore now, O Lord, take, I beseech thee, my life from me, for it is better for me to die, die than to live. So he want to die. <laughs> the Lord to save some people. I know he, it, it's not his mind not right. His intentions on these people being saved and he wasn't motivated to save, but the Lord was. The Lord had a total different mind. Hey man, I don't want to have to kill nobody. I don't have, that's why we read the book and we go to church and they teach us these things because the goal is for you to believe the Lord have faith in him and he won't have to destroy you. He won't right. have to repent. kill you. To, he wants you to repent. repent. He wants you to, to repent. repent. Like, yes, like Brother Benaiah read. Yes, sir. Uh, verse 4. Verse, go ahead, brother. Then said the Lord, Does thou, doest thou well to be angry? Mm -hmm. Skip over to verse uh, verse 11, verse brother. Ten. And should not I spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score thousand persons, 
that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand and also much cattle. So it's 120,000 people just like, hey, man, you know, I don't want to do it. But God is thinking about sparing. He's he thinking about, hey, man, I don't want to have to destroy all this stuff. Jonah mind and the Lord mind, two totally different minds. They had two totally different motives. Their intent was different. Uh, and this clearly seen in this, uh, in, in Jonah, uh, the third and fourth chapter, they had two totally different minds. Yes, sir. And, um, you know, and, and, and that's, that's, that's a good scripture to end it. Um, because, you know, Jonah wanted them to get destroyed. And that's our mindset. You know, we see somebody doing wrong or somebody do us wrong. You know, we ain't, we ain't asking the Lord to have mercy on them and forgive them. What we asking is, Lord, bust their head, destroy their whole house, burn it down to the ground, and everything that belonged to them. That's that'd be our mindset. Yeah. But we ain't thinking like, hey man, look, when we done done other people wrong, when we do wrong, hey man, you give you Lord give you room to repent. Yeah. He give you room to repent and have mercy on you. He, he might he might he he might rough you up a little bit, but he let you live. He let you live to get back up and keep doing it. Uh, and keep trying to do do the right thing, but yes, when 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 it's on when the shoe on the other foot, then we immediately want to destroy and not and not pray hey, that somebody be healed, that somebody be recovered. Yep, and that's an excellent point, man. You know, but our our intentions and motives got to be how the Lord's uh, intentions and motives are. You know, mm-hmm. to that, that 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 hey, that all will come to repentance. Yes, you sir. Know? Yes, not sir. just the people I like. But hey, that everybody would have an opportunity <laughs> yes, sir. to to repent and come to the knowledge of the truth. So um I think we're gonna wrap it up. We 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 got we made a good time today and uh you know it was a little rough in the beginning. We kinda rusty, but that's all right, you know. But I wanna thank the listeners for joining us here on the Biblical Resolutions Podcast. Once again, the Biblical Resolutions Podcast is brought to you by the House of Jacob Bible Study Class. Located at 2515 East 75th Street in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, We thank you for listening. As always, please uh, read your Bibles. Keep the commandments of God and peace in the mighty name of Jesus.